Welcome to Kings of the Kingdom. I'm Brother Gregory, and I talk about the Kingdom of God. I've been talking about the Kingdom of God all, all across the country on the Whirlwind Tour, and now I'm in Wisconsin. So if you know anybody in Wisconsin, uh, or I should say Wisconsin, uh, you should uh, go to our website and uh, find out where the tour is going to be at uh, today. We're going to meet at noon at... Lake Country Lutheran High School in, and that's in Heartland, Wisconsin and there'll be another meeting tomorrow another follow-up meeting uh, in another location uh, where we can get into greater depths and uh, details of the kingdom of God and uh, hopefully you'll meet a lot of other people that are beginning to seek the kingdom of God that's what Christ said to seek. He told us to invest in that, the kingdom of God. That means that we're looking for other souls who care about our rights as much as we care about their rights. We're looking for other souls who care about our well-being as much as we care about our well-being and vice versa. This is the kingdom of God. This is the only society where you can have liberty where people care about one another. You cannot have liberty in a society where the people are not virtuous. Do not have the character of Christ. It will not work. You can only have totalitarian societies where people don't care about others as much as they care about themselves. If they care about themselves more than others, you have the makings of a selfish society. It will probably become socialistic, eventually uh, communistic, totalitarian, fascist, whatever you want to call it. But you cannot produce a free society of people if they do not care about others as much as they care about themselves. That's just, that's the law. That's the way it works. It's just impossible to do. So what you want to do is try to find those other souls who care about the righteousness of God care about the righteous ways of God and will actually exercise uh, their own uh, choices based upon that love of God and love of one another. That's the kingdom of God. We go back in the Old Testament, we see quotes from Proverbs uh, 1, uh, starting verse 10, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay and wait for blood. Let us lurk privately for the innocent without cause. What they're talking about there is a system. A system whereby you can get access to the blood, the sweat, the, the tears of your neighbor where you can benefit from your neighbor uh, in, in a kind of a secret way, in kind of a hidden way. I, the word lurk privately actually has to do with uh, treasury, uh, uh, increasing a uh, spoil, a, a value uh, for your benefit. And that's what they want to do. It says, let us swallow them up alive uh, as the grave. In other words... You're going to use live people to provide you with precious substance. 
uh, we shall fill our house with the spoils of who? The spoils of our neighbors. The spoils of other people that are round about us. This is what uh, the systems of Babylon was, the system of Pharaoh, the system that Nimrod and Cain uh, created, Sodom and Gomorrah created. They were systems where the people became human resources for each other. Cast in thy lot among us, they say. Let us all have one purse. These are basically socialist states that they're talking about, where what you have is not entirely yours. But somehow or other, the leaders of these systems can compel you to contribute to the welfare of your neighbor, to the welfare of each other. The problem there is that you have given power to individuals like Nimrod, like Pharaoh, like Caesar. And when you do that, you diminish your own rights. And what happens is, is my son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. In other words, uh, force these contributions of the people. They make haste to do that. So... Uh, it goes on in Proverbs to say, Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who, that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. This is all repeated over and over again in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. The Old Testament says, Thou make no covenants with them nor with their gods. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. You won't desire your neighbor's goods. You won't make covenants where the gods of the world can force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare, to your uh, uh, security. You won't do that. You will depend upon faith, hope, and charity, which is the way of Christ, the way of the perfect law of liberty, the way of the law of love and charity. This is what Christ was preaching. This is truly what Moses was preaching and what Abraham was teaching with his altars. It was They were systems of free will offerings to men that were part of an office of service to the people not one of authority not one who to exercise authority one over the other but one of service this changes the nature of society when you create a society where you force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare what should have been for your welfare becomes a snare that's what Paul says and he's merely quoting David who said the same thing? Also in Proverbs, it says, "If if you be if you sit and eat with a ruler, and you be a man of appetite, put a knife to your throat, for he serves you deceitful meats, deceitful dainties, and those dainties will bring you back into bondage." Like it says, "That is it not spread in the sight of the bird? Yet he's caught in it, he's captured in it, and that's what's happened to the whole world as they've been captured." in systems of social welfare, systems of Corbin uh, that make the word of God to none effect. So, 
We're on this whirlwind tour for the purposes of shedding light on this problem so that people will see it and hopefully repent of it. But many of the people will not hear this message. They will be uh, swallowed up in religious philosophies, eschatologies, concepts of I'm saved, I'm, I'm a faithful of Christ, I believe in Christ, and yet they don't even know what he was talking about. He was talking about actually loving your neighbor as much as yourself. It's not loving your neighbor to force your neighbor to contribute to your welfare. That's lurking privately for the blood of your neighbor. You know, this is, this is what we've done. This is the kind of society that we've created. And the false church that has supplanted the true gospel of the kingdom with eschatologies and ideologies and theologies that are void of the simplicity of Christ, they have led us all back into bondage, back into the bondage of Egypt, back under the nimrods of the world. And we need to repent, we need to turn around, we need to go back. So, if you do have friends, relatives in the Wisconsin area, go to hisholychurch.org, go to the tour, which you can see over there under events, and uh, check out the map, find out where we're at and uh, in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, and come join us. Join us for the afternoon. If we don't charge anything, you can't charge for the Sermon on the Mount. We uh, do accept donations. There will be a lot of written material there that will be available for those who wish to get it. All of it's available online on the Internet. And uh, this is one of our last stops. We'll have another stop in Minneapolis. But uh, we've been meeting with people all across the country, all through Texas and Mississippi and Alabama and South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Indiana. And hopefully we're sowing the seeds of the kingdom, sowing the seeds of faith, sowing the seeds that Abraham and Moses sowed amongst the people. Because when hard times come, when the famines come, when the food shortages come, when when it's difficult to find clean drinking water as it was in the days of Egypt, you will be connected with a network that cares about you and that knows about these things in advance and has begun to prepare their own people. But you have to become a part of the solution. You've already been a part of the problem. You've already prayed to those men who call themselves benefactors but exercise authority one over the other. You have gone back into the bondage of Egypt that you have been captured in the net of that was laid out in the sight of any bird. It was obvious that you were entering into a social estate from when you sent your kids to public school. And you went to public school. That's socialism. And that socialism is a system of welfare that will destroy you as a society. Someone the other night was, yeah, but... We've become this great nation because of public schools. No, we've become a great nation in spite of public schools. There's no reason to believe that we could not have educated our children without public schools. We could have created private schools. And there was a, I'll give you an example. There was a school that was having, it was a private school that was having budgetary problems. It couldn't afford all the maintenance men and 
and janitors that it had it had to let a lot of them go they kept on one who was the head of maintenance and janitorial but they said the kids are going to have to clean the school so they were going to take 15 minutes to half hour every day and all the kids were to clean up the, each individual classroom well you know what happened the, the spirit of those children changed in that school you dropped a piece of paper on the floor after that and everybody was on your case there was no more graffiti there was no more trash in the hallway classroom everybody took pride in their school because they took the responsibility of cleaning it up of making it something better clean and and uh, a nice environment and their grade levels the grade scores actually went up as a result of this change of giving responsibilities back to the youth of the school another level education wise where the kids are actually helping teach one another that's the way they did it in the one room schoolhouse it was like a family and there were multiple ages and the fact that the older kids are depended upon by the younger kids matures them it gives them a sense of responsibility and the same with the the uh, older kids taking care of those little kids getting that sense of responsibility the young kids have something to look up to something to achieve they want to be like those kids and what characteristics are they emulating they're emulating good characteristics 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 of virtue and patience and sharing this changes the nature of society when you have a society where you force the contributions of the people to provide your welfare you will end up with a society that is indifference to violence in the street they will close their shades when people are being raped or robbed because it's none of their business but it is our business because Christ said it is our business he said that we should be tending to the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy and faith well those weightier matters include the education of our youth we should be participating in that we should be doing it by free will offerings and you can do this with homeschooling and homeschooling networks and congregations of record that help out one another so that's another reason why we're on this journey <coughs> is to start to uh, get people to form these congregations of record very simple all things are established by two or more witnesses and that's what we do to form a congregation of record somebody bears witness that a third party is the minister he's going to be health education and welfare he's going to be um, your agricultural extension agent he's going to be your higher education supervisor and student counselor he's going to be all these things to you and he's going to want to see you as a success as success because his support depends directly upon your success and your willingness to contribute to his work and effort the churches no longer perform a service for the people the early church was all the only place to go if you lost your job if you lost your savings if you got injured if you got sick and you couldn't take care of your family or a member of your family uh, was injured or became ill you went to church for assistance you didn't go to the government they didn't go to Herod 
They didn't go to uh, Caesar. They went to each other. We don't do that anymore. And that, that was the way it was in early America. They went to church for their needs. There was a fire. Assistance came from other churches. If there was a flood, assistance came from other churches. They didn't look to the government to feed them, house them, shelter them. So that's what we need to do right now. That's what we need to start turning around our own personal society and getting back to those basics, getting back to those concepts of loving one another. And we have to do that fairly quickly here because time's running out. The society we see that we've created around us to provide all our social welfare needs is beginning to crumble. Its economy is beginning to crumble. Its economy is uh, on the verge of runaway inflation. All this happened at the time of Christ. And we need to turn around and go another way and start investing in one another and start caring about one another because it will change the nature of our hearts and our soul. We will be immersed in the character and precepts of Christ. So... We've begun to talk about this in earnest with people all all across the country. And as we form congregations in these different areas, it will be essential. It will be a critical part of the whole network that each local network become more effective as a congregation. Now, some of the congregations of record that are now forming, the people are still kind of spread out. But it isn't because there aren't more people around them. It's because there are more people around them that have not heard this simple message of the kingdom and the true security and assistance that it can provide us if we are willing to work and provide it for others. You see, that's such a critical part of the kingdom is that you need to care about others as much as you care about yourself. You need to actually translate that caring into actual physical activity. So what are some of the things that we can do? Well, we'll talk about that in the second half of the show in greater detail, but uh, until then... You think about it. What do you depend upon in the world today? What might you depend upon in the world? Uh, a tornado that runs across the land and it devastates the land. What, uh, what, what happens if you're in that path of that tornado? Who's going to come when your house is ripped off of the foundation of its... Uh, at, at its location and tore to shreds and turned to splintered wood. Who are you going to call? Who are you going to depend upon? This is why you have to join the network, why you have to form congregations of record. They aren't insurance. They are assurance. They are people who will care about you. They will provide you with a place to live. They will help you get started again. It, the bigger that network grows, the more assistance it can offer to one another. It's up to you, though, to grow that. So how many of you have called 
friends or relatives that might be in the Wisconsin area of Milwaukee uh, so that they could come to the meeting? Or are you still sitting there just listening to the radio as if by listening to the radio itself, somehow or other you're going to get an edge? In the kingdom, your edge is the fact that you have allied yourself with the character of Christ and therefore have gone out and sought others thinking in the same way as Christ preached, as John the Baptist preached, as Moses preached, as Abraham preached, and you're actually trying to turn around and form a society based on faith, hope, and charity. So that's that's the thing with the kingdom of God. It does not come through observation. It comes because you apply yourself to the needs of the kingdom because you care about others as much as you care about yourself. And so we're going to, as I promised you, that we'll be talking in the second half about some of the things that the local congregations can provide you. But uh, I want you to start thinking about those things yourselves if you've ever availed yourself of unemployment service in, from the, the, the state. Is there another alternative? Are you provided with health care? Are you provided with old age benefit? Are you receiving um, assistance in any way from the governments of the world? Or might you need assistance at some time in the future from these institutions of government that supply the daily bread to the people but only by taking away from their neighbor? Because if you are, if you ever might attend public school or any of these benefits, you need to start looking another place for those benefits. And that is the king. First on FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net, around the world and on satellite. Since the beginning of time, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it, it has been traded, it has been borrowed, it has been purchased, it has been stolen, there's a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and to our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188 or visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom and regular guest, world-renowned economist Robert Chapman right here on FirstAmendmentRadio.com at 4 p.m. Eastern or 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, 1-800-375-4188.
If you read the history books, the most often asked questions of Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or War of Federal Aggression? John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Past Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free? Or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. Hi, Nicholas here. I used to lug those big jugs to the market to fill with water from those coin-operated filter machines. 25 cents a gallon or 5 gallons for a buck. I used to. Then I got the big Berkey. Now I save my back and hundreds of dollars too. I was paying $600 for the same 3,000 gallons of water that a pair of black Berkey filters will provide for my own tap for only $99. This means that your Berkey water system will entirely pay for itself with only 1,500 gallons of use. And then, you will still have 1,500 gallons left before you need to replace the filters. Do the math. Stop throwing your money away on bottled water and filter dispensers that may or may not be delivering as promised. For a limited time, First Amendment Radio is offering 10% off on the most popular Berkey water systems. Visit the shopping page at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call us at 559-781-3773 for more information. Leave your name and address and we'll send you this special offer. Do it now. First Amendment Radio is an authorized distributor of Berkey products. Welcome back to Keys of the Kingdom. If you're not a member of the uh, Kingdom Newsletter, you should go to the website and subscribe to the Kingdom News. If you want to be a part of the Living Network, which was what the early church was, it was a network of people. They were formed with lively stones. The church is not a building, it's people, and it's a people with the character of Christ. So if you want to do that, you go to hisholychurch.org. You go up to the little guy with a net. Click on that. Find a local uh, group that corresponds with the state that you're in. Or if you're in Australia with the the, uh, province that you're in in Australia. And join the Australian uh, group or a American group or Canadian group and join that and introduce yourself and find out who's the contact ministers on those groups volunteer yourself as to being a contact minister that somebody's going to help get you in contact with others find out who the congregations of record are in your area if you don't have one in your area let's start forming one with those people that are already on those network groups and start building the kingdom edifying the kingdom with those people those other souls that care as much about you as they care about themselves I mean do you care about others as much as you should 
or are you uh, a bit of a selfish survivalist who just wants to save himself and his stuff? Because if that's what you are, you're listening to the wrong program because we probably can't help you out. So what are some of the things that we would like to see the congregations doing uh, and establishing um, amongst themselves? It'll be up to them. We used to have people constantly telling me, if you build it, they will come. But that's not the way the kingdom works. You build it, you'll be there already. And you build it by finding those others, working with others, helping others, being a true Christian in the perfect law of liberty, setting others free by coming together with free will offerings, helping one another. So one of the things that you would do in local congregations, and many of people are already doing them that we've met all across the country, is that they're homeschooling. They're teaching their children at home. But it helps a lot of times to do this in a small uh, one-room schoolhouse type setting, which is simply bringing other homeschoolers together to study together, to work together, to set goals together. And uh, that's what they... Homeschooling, again, their education is centered in the home, but in reality, they are dependent upon a community to get that higher education. Uh, a lot of young men and women are with other self-motivated, self-starting that are uh, facing some of the same questions and problems that they are, that they will become the true achievers of society. Okay, so home education uh, with a supported congregation. If there are certain skills that someone wants to learn and you don't have them, there's somebody else within the congregational network that has those skills, and we can start linking them up with your children. They can do apprentice programs and develop those skills and in a rapid, quick, and actual fun way. And that's uh, that way will bring blessings because it's the way of Christ. It's based upon free will offerings, free will uh, participation, and it changes the nature of education and the nature of the children that grow up in that so that you're not raising just children you're raising adults okay the other thing that we're we were talking about is health uh, there's a lot of things that are alternative health methods a lot of rumors going around that oh you could do this and you could do that but in the network we actually have people that can bear witness this actually worked for me you know, I built my first Rife equipment back over 20-some years ago. It worked unbelievably well to remove uh, a serious chronic problem developed in my right wrist with uh, tendonitis. I mean, 15, 20 minutes after the first treatment uh, from equipment, we built that very night. Uh, the, uh, the problem was gone. We have a great deal more information on, on Royal Rife, but we will share it through the network. Uh, and it, it can be a, a great blessing to people. You got gallstones. You got kidney stones. There are easy ways to get rid of these most of the time without any cost, without any surgery. And we learn this through the network. There are other things, uh, oils and um, exercises and and different ways of laying on of hands that can bring about better health that cost nothing 
that is a blessing within the congregations to bless one another. And the knowledge of some of the people is just tremendous. They've been working at this, but they've been isolated. They haven't been networking together with other people, just a few people in their local area. Well, now you can be a part of a national and international network uh, through the Living Network, through His Holy Church and the ministers of His Holy Church that want to bring you together with other people that are not interested in the dollar uh, value. They're interested in you as an actual living, breathing individual and want to share this information that they've accumulated with you for free with nothing but the hope that you will use that information and what has been given you to bless others. And that's when the network begins to become a truly wealthy network. Everybody is trying to outdo everybody else in the way in which they help, the way in which they assist. When you have people that are fighting for the opportunity to be charitable, struggling for the opportunity to be of service one to another, you have a treasure trove in your society, a kingdom that surpasses all other governments in wealth and well-being. So some of the other things, uh, healthy food. Just eating better food will make a healthier society. Our society is producing food that is based on feeding the tongue not feeding the uh, the body itself. That wouldn't be wise for a Levite or a minister of the church to have unhealthy individuals coming together. He wants healthy individuals coming together with healthy children uh, where their diet is full of the minerals that they need to ward off diseases and and. Uh, other maladies that may come that we we consider to be diseases but are actually simply few and playing your part in creating that healthy network okay besides that good healthy food that from well mineralized soils that are a blessing one another which changes the whole nature of your church I mean how many people go to church for what they can get out of church how it makes them feel that's not why you come to his holy church you come to his holy church for what you can give to others. That's because that's the nature of Christ. He didn't come to serve, be served. He came to serve others. So when you come to church, you need to come with the attitude of how can I serve others. If that's not the attitude you're coming to church with, Christ is not living in you. I don't care when you think you were saved or accepted Christ. If you don't have Christ living in you, if you don't manifest the character of Christ, then you haven't accepted him. You've accepted some other image, some false image of Christ. And therefore, you will not manifest the character of Christ. So you need to repent of that in real time and start being a part of what Christ was really talking about. So back to the food thing if you're growing your own food on mineralized soil that you know the content or quality of that soil or you have people in your congregation some of them are better gardeners than others and they're growing actual crops rather than simply a small garden uh, in order to produce the food that is necessary for a healthy society uh, you can do this through CSAs community support 
and it will help connect you with farmers and people that are already on the land and learning the skills of producing good quality crops. This will be a part of your extended network because these people will have knowledge that you don't have. They may not want to join your church yet, but they are already concerned about their neighbor's health as much as their own, so therefore they're growing a superior product, not based on profit alone, but based upon actually producing something that is a blessing to others. These are kingdom tracks. And so when you start forming your congregation and your extended network of people, these CSA and uh, other uh, agricultural uh, uh, communities that are producing a superior product and more nutritional product become a part of that extended network. But we encourage everybody within the network that can do it, grow a small garden uh, for your own use, but also to grow extra seed. Uh, you can grow, of course, extra crops to share with others, but if you grow some seed, and there are lots to this and how to do this, um, you can have another treasure because seed will become one of the most valuable commodities in the days ahead. Uh, they're destroying a great deal of our seed sources with hybrids and GMOs, but uh, you're going to need to be that alternative, finding the alternative seeds that are heirloom seeds, that are uh, seeds that are not hybrid, that are not GMOs, and you need to grow them in as protected an environment as possible and reproduce an abundance of seed. And I give an example in some of the talks recently that if you want to grow healthy carrot seeds, you need to have 50 to 100 carrot plants. Well, that will produce more seed than you could use in a lifetime. One year of growing those extra carrots will produce more seed than you could use in your whole life, but not more seeds than you could share with others. And the fact is you can't grow all the seeds that you will need. But if you have people here and there growing some pea seeds, some bean seeds, some carrot seeds, some uh, rutabagas, some uh, uh, beet seeds, sugar beets, whatever, you will have a seed share in the network where you can bring your uh, carrot seeds or send your carrot seeds and they will send you pumpkin or squash seeds and you will share amongst yourselves and there will never be a shortage of seeds amongst yourselves. This is one of the things that I learned in studying history. All the uh, pilgrims uh, and separatists in um, Plymouth and the, the other settlers down in Jamestown were suffering hunger uh, and shortages and deprivation until the day they realized what you grow is yours, what you produce is yours. Once they went to that method instead of uh, to each according to his need, the whole economy, they, there was never again in people as long as they said. So, We've, we've looked at education, we've looked at health remedies and sources of natural medicines, uh, and uh, maybe we shouldn't use the word natural medicines, but uh, the herbs of the earth that are, will be a blessing to you. Um, those are just uh, the tip of the iceberg. 
no matter what happens in the future, and there are many things that can happen that could, you know, there, we could lose, uh, the economy could have runaway inflation, you could lose power, you'd have these two-mile-wide tornadoes. We've had over 800 tornadoes in this last month in, in America. I, I don't know exactly. It's way beyond the normal amount of tornadoes. You're seeing the tip of the iceberg of what is to be expected in the next few years. This is directly related to events on the sun, just like Jesus said. The the weather is being pumped up by these events on the sun. There's also swarms of earthquakes in areas that haven't had earthquakes in a long time, have had major earthquakes in the past, and if they have them again, you will have severe devastation. These things are real. They're real threats. But they're not threats to people who are seeking the kingdom because they have an alternative. They have another way, another uh, government to depend upon. And But it's up to you to build that government. It's up to you to come together with others and make that idea that Christ came preaching and John the Baptist came preaching a reality in your life. Most people are not going to want to go this way. But there are tens of thousands of people that do want to go this way and live by faith, hope, and charity and live by the perfect law of liberty. Want to set their neighbors free who care about their neighbor as much as they care about themselves. And that's where we need to seek the kingdom of God in that network of people. A lot of the people who come to the network will not have that same spirit. They will not have that same character of Christ. They will not persevere to the end. They will be selfish like Judas Iscariot. But we will find them out. And we will find in our own hearts where we are too selfish, where we are not willing to be that true uh, brother in Christ that the apostles learned to be. They were a government. They were a government that was entirely dependent upon themselves. They didn't go to the welfare state of Rome. They didn't go to the welfare state of the Pharisees. They didn't depend upon those systems of social welfare. Most people don't realize that that Corbin of the Pharisees that made the word of God to none effect was simply a system of social welfare that you signed up for by baptism. Baptism that was done and performed by the ministers of the state, the state of Herod. They were in a false system of religion. They took care of their needy, very much spotted by the world, the system of government, the forced contributions that were compelled by the Sanhedrin once you signed up voluntarily became a member of their social welfare system it's where Herod got the money to build his temple and that's why Christ was not impressed with that temple because he was going to build a different kind of temple a living temple built of living stones of people who cared about each other it's such a simple gospel it's such a simple message it's such a simple path but you have to turn around from where you've been going and start heading towards the kingdom. It can't just... It's up to you. It's always, it's always been a part of your responsibility 
to seek the kingdom of God and must do on the streets where people live, homes where people dwell, and that must be seeking. Need to turn around and hold down to their uh, friends in Wisconsin and got them on the road so they'll get there. Uh, I think we'll be there for about four hours till four o'clock, five o'clock. We'll be there, but uh, if they can't make it to the meeting today, they can make it to the meeting tomorrow, which will be at Brooks Fields Suites Hotel in Brookville, uh, Wisconsin. And uh, bring your own cheese. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, you can, if you can't get there today, get there tomorrow. Uh, come with your questions. Uh, come with uh, challenges if you have challenges for us. Uh, make my day. Uh, we've done our homework. We have laid this out in detail. And it's up to you to seek the kingdom for yourselves and for your family. And you do that by seeking the righteousness of God and all the things that you do. So I'm looking here at the clock. Uh, we've got a little bit more time. Um, we hope to uh, be expanding the uh, radio program in the future. Uh, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. And uh, I could possibly do another show from Minneapolis next week. That's where we'll be in Minneapolis. Uh, we'll be meeting in a credit union. You wouldn't remember the name of that credit union. Oh, Heartland Credit Union. Another Heartland, though. Uh, but it'll be in Minneapolis there somewhere. The details, uh, and I think, including maps, are on hisholychurch.org slash tour. And uh, go down and look for where we're going to meet in Minneapolis. We'll have another little meeting in North Dakota, going by and seeing Michael. Uh, we may make a couple of stops in Montana. There's been talk about that on the way back. Um, how we're getting back, we're not sure. We've had... A uh, little bit of car trouble. Somebody smashed into us in New Jersey and uh, totaled the car. And so, fortunately, we have a network, and we're still moving and keeping schedule. And hopefully we'll uh, maintain that schedule until I can finally get back to uh, Oregon. Uh, but I hope that everybody in the network will begin to... Uh, use this opportunity to jumpstart their own local communities without forgetting about all the other communities. This is so essential. The people who are just seeking to get their own little local congregation going and they're not thinking kingdom, they're missing the gospel of the kingdom. The, it's not about just having your own little local congregation. It's about having a network that reaches all across the country, all around the world, well, people who care not only about themselves but their neighbor and that not only about their congregation but other congregations. When we began to form these uh, networks and we got people that were elected as personal contact ministers, it was absolutely essential from the beginning that they network with other contact ministers so that their own congregation is not isolated. This was the purpose of the feast. Feast of Booze, Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Pentecost, uh, was to bring those congregations into contact with one another and create a fractal 
that where people began to look not simply at what the church could do for them, but so they would look at what they could do for the church and connect one another all around the church.net.